Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <coughs> Recorded live. Mic test one two three. Mic test one two three. I should plug my microphone in. Are you there? Are you on yet? Yeah, yeah. Are you on yet? Yeah, he hasn't come on yet. I'm testing my. I gotta record my mm-hmm. mic. My mic test. <clears throat> mic test one two three. Mic test. Why is my microphone not working? <clears throat> Mic test one two three. Mic test. Why is this? Oh, duh. I guess is if he I took calling it off in at eleven thirty. Yeah, he's calling at eleven thirty. Cute. <clears throat> Mic test one two three. Mic test one two three. Two two. Mic test one two. Mic test one two three. Mic. Okay. I was. My microphone, I thought it wasn't working, but then I realized that the mute button on my microphone was on, so it would help if I unmuted it. I forgot to um, hit do not disturb before I called, too. I just got a call. Yeah, well, what we'll do is when you, um, when he gets on, I'll introduce you real quick, and if you have to jump off, you can jump off, but if you want to listen to the call, you can do that. Just um, mute your phone. Yep. All right. That would be <clears throat> Were they in Tampa recently? Huh? Were they in Tampa recently? He's not with Foreigner anymore. He hasn't toured with them in a while because he's oh, um okay. he had a he had a brain tumor in like '97. He had it removed, and it left him. Um, he lost a lot of his singing voice. He can still sing, but he can't sing anywhere like he you know could back in the day. Oh, that's that's a bummer. 
And he doesn't have the stamina that he had. So when he does sing, he's not able to sing as long. But there's mm-hmm. music, there's videos of him singing online, and he's, he can still sing. It's just not as, it's not the voice you heard in the 80s. Ah. <clears throat> Can't hit a lot of those high notes anymore. <clears throat> oh, A left his shorts. Was All he right, a good boy you... at school when I dropped him off? As far as I know. Did he, um, did you give Charlie that thumb drive? Um, um, no. I totally forgot, even after you asked me three times. It's right. on my desk, though. He said that he has the cold case. It's on a disc. He has to go and find the disc. So he has it. He just has to look for it. Okay. <clears throat> Did I tell you I'm doing um, doing an interview next Thursday with Bobby Bowden? Bobby Bowden, who's that? Bobby Bowden was the uh, head football coach at oh, Florida yeah. State University for 33 years. Yeah. He's like the second most winningest college coach in NCAA history. <clears throat> That's pretty cool. Munch and a cookie. Yeah, I'm gonna wait to eat until after the call. Calls only. You don't eat during calls. (laughs) (laughs) I try not to chomp in people's ears. Mm -hmm. Mhm. My coach is quitting. Huh? My real estate coach is um, leaving Tom Ferry, so I'm getting a new one. I already picked my new one, but I'm so going to miss her. She's awesome. My conference call with her went over 15 minutes late, and then I had to drop off a quick claim deed to somebody up at Applebee's, but I just basically ran in, gave it to them, and ran out. That's cool. I need to get some Giardelli chocolate. I'm out. Major crisis. Yeah, I I got Anthony's text message last night. I didn't answer him because I was kind of oh. no, no, because I don't, I didn't block, I don't block people when I get mad at people. He blocked me from Facebook, his phone, everything. So I sent him a text in September when we went to go see Hart, me and Charlie, and um, I said thank you for the tickets. It, we had a lot of fun, and he never answered. So I'm assuming that he blocked me on his phone. So when he sent that last night, it was kind of, didn't seem, it seemed like a very Grandma Runyon-ish kind of email, like, I'm sorry, don't, I don't agree with you guys, but I love you kind of thing. So I wasn't really sure how to respond to it. Well, it's okay to agree to disagree, you know? They don't have to agree with you. You don't have to agree with them. Right. Well, I don't know why. But, he, I don't know why he was so mad at me. I mean, I know he was mad at Shannon, but you know, for what he did to me, it was kind of it was kind of ridiculous. Well, I get both sides. You know, she stirs up shit. What are you gonna do? 
she gets the pot boiling and then, right. you know, everybody else is left with the aftermath. It's not cool the way she acts. It really isn't. <clears throat> the cool thing about this system is I can tell when somebody's calling in. Ew. So hopefully I should burp now. Hopefully he's hopefully he's running post on time because a lot of the artists don't they're not on here right away. Well, I wouldn't expect them to be honestly. <laughs> if you ever uh, get to <clears throat> interview Axel Rose, you'll know an hour and a half later. Call. Yeah. But it's really cute. I did look on her back in the day, for real. Yeah, Shannon or uh, yeah, Shannon's mom was the same way. Shannon, I told Shannon, I told Cheryl yesterday that I was interviewing him. She's like, "Oh my gosh, are you serious?" I said, "I said, yeah, you like Foreign?" She's like, "That's my all-time favorite band." I said, "Really?" So I'm talking, talking to the dude that sang all those songs you like. She's like, "No, you're not." I'm picking Shin Brown. Movie in Fort Tonto. <clears throat> I get home after I go to Wally World. I kick my butt in here. Sold most of my listings. I only have like two left. I started listening to that Colin Powell uh, autobiography. It's really good. Is it? Mm-hmm. I wish she would have been the first black president. Well, I wouldn't even consider Obama the first black president. He's half black and half white. Well, he gets the title. Oh, Kirk Douglas turns 100 this week. Wow. I love Kirk Douglas. He was a hottie back in the day. He was born December ninth, December ninth, nineteen sixteen. Wow. Crazy. That is crazy. He's a cool guy, man. He's done he's done a lot in his life. <clears throat> Their song Foreigner that's still my favorite is I want to know what love is and jukebox hero. Those are my absolute favorites. Yeah. But I listened to them back in the day when Cold as Ice, Double Vision, feels like the first time, Hot Blooded. Those were like super Those cool. Those like big, ra- big radio hits back then. Oh, yeah. You pay our popular. I'm kind of amazed at how some of these guys are not that much older than me, and I thought they were. <clears throat> um, I think he's like seven years older than you. No, he's ten years older than you. He was born in 1950. Whoa. But his name, his real name's uh, uh, Grammatico. Like and I got, yeah, but with an O at the end. And I thought it was funny because when I was, I got an email from 
a Robin Gramatico. And I'm like, that's weird. It's the last name's like the first uh, the first five letters are the same. And then it dawned on me when I looked it up, Robin's his wife. His wife's the one that actually put up the interview. Oh, nice. So how did you end up getting to him? Uh, I wrote into his Facebook page, um, let them know, let him know I had done some interviews with, uh, um, I'd done interviews like with other mainstream artists that are Christians, like the guy from uh, Journey and David Ellison from Megadeth and Brian Welch from Corn, just over the years, and I thought it was pretty. That was pretty cool. That is cool. But I thought it'd be pretty cool to inter- to do the same kind of interview with him. That is cool. Oh, I probably shouldn't have parked here because the guy I just like walked into Applebee's. He just left. He's leaving. I told him I had to hop on a call real quick. He's a sweetheart. He's in his 70s. Vietnam vet. He has to go. um, He was going to have to go downtown to um, file a quick claim deed. And he goes, I can't do it. He goes, I got PTSD. He goes, I'll lose it. (laughs) I'm like, okay, then it wouldn't be a good idea for you to go down there in a courthouse. He's funny. He was was an embalmer. That's what he did for a living. That's cool. Yeah, he worked in a funeral home. He's a really nice guy. He's friends with the old-timer, the blind guy that I listed his house. It's going to end up being a short sale because the bank tacked on almost $5,000 worth of interest from June to the end of November. Wow. That's just that's extortion. That's just so not cool. And then five thousand dollars worth of uh five thousand dollars worth of attorney's fees. So now it's gonna be a short sale. And he's hundred percent blind. He's in Georgia, he lives in the boonies, he, he he can't do it. There's no way he'd end up having a stroke over it. So Yeah. Well we got our I told we got him our, it's not worth it. We got our mortgage loan uh, modified and we bought this house in two thousand nine for 80,000 and we're back up to 79 with all the wow. fees and crap that's added on. It's just ridiculous. Yep. You can't miss any payments or they'll, they'll file a list pendants on you. Well, they also had tacked on the attorney's fees too, which mm-hmm. hardest hit paid them $17,000 to get the mortgage cut up and all that plus paid the mortgage for a year and they can't give me any kind of accountability on where the money went. They said they switched their computer system in October of 2014, which was a couple months after the um, a couple months after the uh, the hardest hit made the payment, and nobody can go back and give me an account of where that money went. You have an account of what they sent them. What hardest hit yeah. sent them? Yep. Then you yeah, force them to do it. Tell them it's not acceptable. Well, I've already Go done all that the way thing. up the ladder. Go up to the president if you have to of the bank. I kid you not. Just keep going up. 
go from manager to their manager to their manager all the way up. They usually have a dispute resolution team within each bank column. What bank is it? Uh, Aquin. Yeah, I would go all the way up. Aquin's more like a servicer. They're not really a bank. They're a debt collector from what their yeah. message says whenever I call them. And they call me all the time, even though we're caught up now. We've been making our payments every month on time. They're still mm-hmm. calling me, wanting to set up <clears throat> appointments and stuff. I'm like, you know, I, I don't need you guys to call me every month. I'm making my payment. I have for the last four months. So, you know, if I right. need something from you guys, I'll I'll be more than happy to reach out to you. Yeah, they should not be calling you. <clears throat> if you're not late, tell them that they're not supposed to be calling. Just stop calling. Yeah, well, they also, their customer service, they've outsourced to India. So whenever somebody does call, it's somebody from India calling, and I can barely understand what the guy's saying. They did have something on there where when they when he, when he they called, there was a code or something to say that we had requested somebody from the States call, and... I guess there was some sort of, I don't know, discrimination act for whatever they do, saying that they they can't discriminate because somebody's from India. I said, I said I have nothing personal against people from India. It's just I, I like to be able to understand what they're saying, especially when it has something to do with something important like you know the a mortgage. Mortgage. So you know I need to be able to comprehend what the guy's saying. And he almost seems to be reading off a cue card when he does call. Yeah, doesn't I would, really uh, answer I my would questions. still. <clears throat> yeah, I would tell him to transfer me to someone from the states. I have, and they won't. I, we don't have to. We don't have to. Uh, we don't have anybody to transfer you to. Thank you uh, again. Right. Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Because my headphones don't seem to be working as good anymore. I can hear you. Fine. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go pull in front of Wally World because I'm still in front of Applebee's because I have to have some Giardelli chocolate or I'm going to have a BF. <clears throat> it's funny whenever I mention whenever I mention B whenever I mention BF to some to usually to guys number one and anywhere from 25 to your age they all know what I'm talking about. White chicks. Yeah. That movie is so stupid funny. Well, I, guess I, like- I, I sent an email a couple of minutes ago to make sure we're still on and sent the call-in information again in case he needs it. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I'm going to go into Walmart just in case he doesn't so I can get home. I am so far behind. It's not even funny. Hmm. Aiden was such a good boy for me. He always is, but he was so good for Yamaha. I miss that little turd. Those boys in his class now, they're huge. Have you seen them? Yeah, they're, well, they're, some of them are a couple years older than him. Oh, they're huge, and they don't seem as with it as he is. Are you sure he's not going to get behind, like, the whole boom boom thing? I don't know. You sure I, do, I, I, I do know that he switched out of Miss Salerno's class because they have to keep the they have to keep the ratio of teachers to kids and the ages and stuff 
I think that's why he moved up too because he's in a different age group. Oh. I don't know. I know that he. I would. He sees. He I still w- sees Miss Salerno, but he's not in her class all the time. <clears throat> oh, he does get to go into her class. Yeah, he gets to see her, but he's not in her class primarily like he was last year. Oh, because those other kids seem like they're a lot less advanced, like all in really bad shape. And he said they hit him. And I'm like, well, nobody's supposed to hit anybody. Poor Ditteray. I just don't want to see him get pigeonholed. You know what I mean? Because it was bad enough for right. to you. I don't want them to do it to now that I know. You know what I mean? Right. I don't want them to do it to Aiden. Because I feel like you lost out on a lot of stuff because they did that to you, and it wasn't fair. And back then, you know, there wasn't as much information available as there is today. It was a lot more difficult. I'm glad I got to see him, though. Thanks. That was great. He my boy. I'm surprised Shannon didn't give me a problem about it. Give me one second. I'm gonna. I have Hannah's phone here. I'm gonna call this lady that set this up and see if see if he's just running late. Hold on a second. All right. <clears throat> Hi, is this Lisa? Lisa, hi, this is Jay Heilman calling from Kingdom Builder. Today's Christian. Oh, that's okay. I just want I just want to make sure that we were still on. Awesome. Yeah, it'll actually um it'll ask for the call ID number, which is the one four zero one four four, and then they hit the pound sign. Um, it, yeah, and then it'll ask for a pen or enter one pound, and then he'll be able to dial into the call. Yeah, you dial the phone number, and then it'll say "Welcome to Talks." You enter your call ID number followed by the pound sign, and then that's it. Awesome, thank you. Right. Okay, he's calling in right now. <clears throat> Cheryl borrowed Hannah's phone to go up to the store and she was totally amazed that she could like check the internet and target ads and Walmart ads on the phone. I said, yeah, let's see what you're missing. <laughs> right. Welcome to the age of internet. <clears throat> All right. Looks like he's coming in now. Cool. Hello. Hello. Is this Lou? Yes, it is. Lou, hi. It's Jay from Kingdom Builder. Today's Christian. How are you doing today, man? I'm fine, Jay. How about you? 
I'm doing good. I appreciate you taking the time to join us today. We're excited to have you on. My pleasure, honestly. Well, um, what we're going to do is uh, this show's not recorded live. We're actually recording this. Uh, it's going to be aired in January. So um, we're going to go through it basically like it's a live show, but I'll be able to edit and stuff as we go. And basically what we're going to talk about is we're going to go over, you know, obviously Foreigner's a big part of, a part of your music career. Then we're going to talk about the solo career and um, then kind of the in-between when you left the band and went off to do your own thing and, of course, your Christian testimony. So that's basically what we're going to focus on today. Okay, sounds good. And just to let you know, um, I actually, I'm, I'm 36. I grew up in the 80s, so Foreigner was a big part of music in my childhood, and that is, I can only give credit of that to my mom, and my mom's on the phone right now. She wanted to say a quick hello to you because she's the one who introduced me to bands like Foreigner and Journey, so she's the one with the good music taste, and I told her I was talking <laughs> to you today. I said, hey, I wanted to introduce you real quick before I start the call. Okay, sounds good. Hey, Lou, it's Lori Cheek here, and I want to tell you I am a huge fan, and I am so excited that Jay uh, has the opportunity to talk to you today. And oh, this is be totally my pleasure, love the band. Mark. Well, I Thank want. You so much. I well, I want to know what love is, and Jukebox Hero are still my all-time faves. So awesome. rock on! That is awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, well, I appreciate it, and um, wish you luck in everything that you're doing. You're amazing. You. Uh, they still hold up those songs after all this time, you know. They do. They're awesome. Awesome. Thank <laughs> and so when much. I hear Thank them, you. makes me happy. Bring turn me that back. Up, right? Turn the volume up, right? Uh, yes, exactly. I totally do. <laughs> That's <laughs> Still great. You. Yes, but thank you, Lou. Thank you You're very, very much. Welcome. So nice to talk to you. You too. Bye now. Okay. Well, we'll go ahead and get started. And um, we're, I'm looking at maybe 15, 20 minutes of the most, so I won't okay. take up too much of your time. But what I'm going to do is I don't know what kind of phone you have. Um, but we, this is going to be on a radio network, and I usually try to get liners that are a little clearer than a recording. So I don't know if you have an iPhone or something you can do liners, but I can actually email those to you later to kind of save time now okay. if there's any way you can do this for us at you know, kind of a later time. Oh, yeah. That's no problem. <clears throat> All right, so we'll go ahead and get started. Very good. My guest today hardly needs an introduction for nearly 26 years. He was the lead vocalist for the rock band Foreigner, from its inception in 1976 and hailing vocals for some of the most iconic rock songs of all time. Hits like Jukebox Hero, Hot-Blooded, Urgent, and the number one hit song, I Want to Know What Love Is. This guy, in my opinion, is one of the greatest rock vocalists of all time. In the upper echelon alongside singers like John Bon Jovi and former Journey frontman Steve Perry. Joining me today on Kingdom Builder, I have Lou Graham. Lou, how are you doing today, brother? Very well, Jay. How about you? I'm doing great, man. Well, we greatly appreciate Excellent. you taking the time to join us on the show today. Oh, made the time. My pleasure. <clears throat> well, I'm sure that you can gather from our intro that not only are you a favorite vocalist of millions of fans, but as a child of the 80s, Foreigner was a part of the soundtrack of my childhood, thanks to my parents, uh, great taste in music. And so it was very exciting for me to personally have someone on the show I grew up listening to and, you know, songs along to... Uh, on the radio, and, you know, how often do you hear people say that? Like, you know, I grew up listening to you on the radio. Uh, I hear it periodically, you know, but but nobody nobody but you, uh, Jay, so far has put their mother on. <laughs> <laughs> She's very nice. 
Yeah, I had to I had to give her props because she's the one oh, that man. actually you, got you me got me? me into that music. Yeah, it could have been something else, you know. <laughs> Definitely. Well, uh, here on Kingdom Builder, we've had several guests on the show that were in mainstream bands for a long time uh, before finding Christ. And what a lot of people might not know is you are a Christian. And, you know, can, can you tell us a little bit about your testimony and how you came to know Jesus? Well, uh, um, you know, when when uh, Foreigner started uh, and, and we began recording and touring, uh, 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 the, the recordings took, took quite a while and, and we toured incessantly. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, when we had a deadline to complete the album, uh, uh, you know, there, there was always the, the uh, alcohol and the drugs present because sometimes we'd work uh, 18, 19 hours uh, straight. And, and uh, you know, uh, um, I, th- I think everybody in the band ended up leaning on, leaning on that stuff to, to, to uh, you know, keep, keep us going. And, uh you know, it really uh, doesn't take long before, uh, uh, even when you don't need it, you need it. And between that and, and touring, uh, for sometimes, uh, like for the 4 4 album, I think we t- toured 18 months pretty much straight. And, uh, you know, people missing their families, uh, people just beat up from playing five nights a week. And, uh, you know, and, and traveling on buses uh, for 12, 13 hours to get to the next city. And then and then play that evening. It, it, it uh, I mean, I'm gonna tell you, it, it's fun. But but, you know, I I was living my dream, but I didn't see that part of it. And and uh, it, it, uh, it it was it was scary after a while. Jay, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. I mute my line whenever I let you talk. That way, I don't interrupt. So right, I was so, reading that. So should I continue have, and let you know how yeah. I came to Christ? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so I think this was in 1990, 1991. Uh, Foreigner had played uh, Madison Square Garden, and uh, all the record, the Atlantic Record Company people were there, and family and friends, and. Um, we we sold the place out and a- after the show there was a big party till three in the morning and uh, I got back to the hotel room uh, I I was really zoned uh, to the point where I was was scared you know and, uh, obviously I, I I couldn't sleep and uh, my heart was racing and and. Um, Slept fitfully. The next morning, I called my attorney and uh, told him my situation. And he was there the night before. He he pretty much knew my situation. And I told him that I was tired of living this way. And and uh, instead of instead of taking a flight home to Rochester, could he could he book me into to a uh, a, a good rehab? And he su- he suggested Hazelton, and I had heard of Hazelton before. It was uh, outside of Minneapolis, and uh, called me back in about 15 minutes, and he said they'll be waiting for you when you arrive at your, you know, the gate that you get off at. They'll be waiting for you. That's great. So instead of going home, I went to to Minneapolis, and uh, they were waiting for me, and 
I began my rehab not because I had to, but because I wanted to. Education and a half about about the um, drugs and alcohol that I'd been doing for 20 years or so, and and um, you know, uh, um, knew that that that's not the way I wanted to, to live my life. Um, uh, they they had a they you know they they not only have therapists there but they have they have uh, pastors and and such there and talked to the pastor there and and uh, near the end of my stay when I had uh, three three and a half weeks sobriety and my thinking was was getting clear again um, went and talked to the pastor and and gave my heart to our Lord. Well, that's definitely, a, you know, a, a dark place to come from. Did you feel that all those years, you know, you said that you had done that for 20 years living like that. Did you feel that that had almost become an identity of who you were? Like you weren't, um, like you weren't Lou Graham, the singer of Foreigner without, you know, the help of the drugs and alcohol? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, uh, honestly, we didn't, I don't think anybody went on stage like that. That, that was, that was really forbidden. But but it was the, the parties afterwards where where everybody cut loose, you know. So 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 I I wasn't um, I wasn't stumbling around, you know, the words and and all that stuff on stage. We had we had to be together, you know. We had, we had a reputation to to uphold, and I think everybody kind of um, knew that. But but you know, even if you you party afterwards, there's residual effects the day after, you know. And and uh, so, so it, it was just, you know, sometimes we were good and sometimes we we weren't so good, but but um, you know, I was just tired. I was tired of living that way. I was tired of sneaking around. I was tired of uh, just just that whole way of existence. I was tired of not being who I am. You know. Well, it's a good thing that Christ came along and saved you when he did, man, because there's a lot of artists uh, that, you know, get trapped in that world that don't ever come back from that. There's a lot of artists that have, you know, overdosed on drugs. You got like, um, and I was reading that uh, the song Jukebox Hero that you actually, it's kind of based on a personal experience of yours being kind of shut out of a sold out Jimi Hendrix concert. I mean, being able to see somebody like that and what he went through and, you know, individual you know, eventually succumb to that drug addiction. I mean, that do things like that, were things like that in your mind uh, that kind of made you think, you know, I can't live like this. Is that kind of what you were thinking when you, you know, uh, yes, see these rock stars of the past that that happened to them? Yeah, I, I, I was thinking that, and and even at that time, they they were they were people were starting to drop, you know, be because because of the effects of alcohol and drugs, and and it, it was. You know, uh, uh, you know, I, I partied and I partied hard for for fifteen, twenty years, and and I considered myself very fortunate that I wasn't a statistic, and, and I felt that I was I was pushing the envelope, and and, uh, and and those highs really weren't highs for me. They, they all they did all they were was anxiety, you know, and and I just felt it was it was. I was on borrowed time, and I felt that 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 I didn't I didn't want that life anymore. Not not for 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 my children or or anybody who knew me. I wanted to uh, 
wanted to be the person I am now and 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 uh, be in control of my my emotions and my brain, you know. Well, I read um, later in 1997, just after doing some vocal work with, uh, you know, legendary Christian rock band Petra, you actually found out that you had a brain tumor. Um, what were your thoughts at the time, and how did you deal with that? Well, I, I was stunned when I found that out, and, and uh, then I had the MRI, and I found out it was the size of a large egg, and it had tentacles wrapped around my, my optic nerve and my pituitary. And uh, the, there were some very good uh, doctors at Strong Memorial Hospital here in Rochester, and and they they you know I, I met with them had MRIs and and they said that uh, they said that that they they recommended a, a specialist out of New York City. They they said they 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 wouldn't want to try to operate on it, and they they suggested this doctor from New York City. So I flew to New York with with my MRIs and and I had another MRI there. And then uh, right after I met with him in his office, and he said, um, said uh, you need to put your affairs in order. So basically he was saying that, that it was inoperable, and I went home thinking that, that it was just a short matter of time before I died. Well, even despite the setback, uh, you seemed more than determined afterwards to continue singing. Was it was it difficult for you to go back and do that after you know going through that? Well, it, it was. Uh, um, I, I did find. Uh, I saw. I saw a, an article, a segment of 2020 that that this Dr. Black at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston was the purveyor of laser surgery, and that's he would operate on inoperable tumors, and. Uh, I gave his office a call, and uh, they had a cancellation. Obviously, somebody passed away before the doctor was able to operate, and I went in a day later, and uh, a day after that, I was being wheeled into the operating room at uh, 5 in the morning, and the operation was about 18 hours. Um, The tumor was successfully uh, removed, but but, uh, the after effects of, of the surgery changed me and plagued me for the next six or seven years. I, I uh, had long and short-term memory lapses. I had difficulty putting my thoughts together and speaking. Um, hundred or so pounds because because my metabolism was was messed up and and basically almost everything I, I ate uh, uh, was. was was uh, processed as 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 fat and and uh, I, I just uh, my life was hell you know I, I really going through it you know and and uh, and so even with all this weight gain and, and short term and long term memory loss I was out touring with Foreigner in Japan in Australia and New Zealand and. Uh, I had to have the words to all these songs that I'd sung for 10, 15 years. I had to had them had to have them written out and taped to the floor when we played. And you know, touring was, was hell. I developed sleep apnea, so I, I couldn't sleep. I was falling asleep during conversations. 
fortunately, I didn't fall asleep on stage, but you know I could have, and and um, I didn't. I, I I was starting to have a tough time really realizing why God got me through this operation, just so I, I could live like this. Well, it sounds to me that you know the Lord answered a huge prayer for you because this this could have easily, like you mentioned, this could have easily killed you, and but instead it's you know, and and I believe I'm a firm believer that you know the Lord allows things to happen in your life to kind of either get your attention or to you know make you realize that you know this may not necessarily be the direction that I want you to go in, and it's not always what I want, but you know your will be done. And you know I was looking later on. Uh, you actually released a Christian solo record in 2009 with your group, the Lou Graham Band. And yeah, I have I to say, I had... I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I did, yes. Yeah, and I had never actually heard it until recently, but after going back and listening, I was like, wow, the guy from Foreigners singing about Jesus doesn't get much better than that. And yep. um, Go ahead. Yeah, that record was back in 2009. It was nearly eight years ago, and you actually still tour now and sing Foreigner songs with your solo band. Um is there any plans in the near future to record another record? No, there's not really because, because uh, you know, at, at this point, uh, the big corporations own the radio stations, and uh, and I think uh, most most of the bands and performers from from my ilk and and that time are are now relegated to to uh, the classic rock station where they just play your past hits. They they don't play anything new. Well, let's That's jump into Christian music for a moment. I, yeah, and and I, the radio station that this uh, this interview airs on is called One Jam Nation. And one thing I like about this is that we have a little more freedom to play more than what you would hear on the standard radio station. I know a lot of stations tend to play the same music over and over again, but with this one, it's actually cool to be able to go back and play things that may not have been on radio for a decade. Awesome. Because me personally, I don't like hearing the same stuff over and over again. I like hearing different stuff, stuff from today and from yesterday. That's, that's what I really like about the classic rock. I can go listen to a classic rock station be able to sing every song because that's what I grew I up with. You. But I also like right. listening to the new stuff. But, yes, I you do know, too. Jumping into Christian music for a moment, I know that you, you work with Petra back in the 90s. Petra's huge in Christian music. But are there any bands or artists today uh, in Christian music uh, either today or from the past that you consider yourself a fan of. Um, yeah, there, 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 there's a, there's a few. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, uh, is is her name Amy? Amy Grant. Yes. Yes, I, I really enjoy her work and. Um, Matter of fact, that there was a there was a um, a double bill in 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 Rochester. It was Amy and Michael W. Smith. Yes, and that that was a, a terrific show, very entertaining, and 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 uh, it was uh, sold out, and and uh, it was terrific. And my wife and I were able to go back and meet them both at the show. I'm sure they were excited about that. Well. Uh, uh, I think they didn't know who who I was in, until I introduced myself and told them. And, but but they were they were very personable and and uh, and and nice to both of us. 
Yes, Amy Grant is is very nice. I've met her a couple times. She's uh, very down there, very approachable, and I, I can't say that about all the artists that we've you know worked with, but you know, she's married, uh, to... she's married to Vince Gill, the Vince country Gill. singer. Yep. That's right. Okay. Yep. Excellent. <laughs> hey, my dogs are barking. Guys, stop. Stop. Kind of dog. stop. Yeah, I've got three Chihuahuas. They don't. They don't ever stop barking. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do a site today's Christian Entertainment, so if you go check it out, that'll kind of point you in the way of a lot of good music that's out there because there's a ton of it that they don't play on radio, and unfortunately that's uh, about three-quarters of the music they don't play is the better stuff. So, well, yeah, going it's back... A, it's it's going a shame, man. Go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, going back. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Let me get them quiet real quick. All right. I'm sorry. These dogs no, no never bark when I'm on the phone. <laughs> no problem. Well, going back to your 400 Days for a moment, you wrote a lot of songs that were very popular. Is, is there one particular song? I know this may be kind of hard. It's kind of like almost picking your favorite child, but is there one particular song that you wrote or that you did that you are proud of the most? I think Jukebox Hero. Yeah, That's that an awesome a, song. Love that song. That was, that was a song that that was my idea, and I presented it to Mick, and we worked on it together. Now, is, is what I'm reading about that song? I've I've read a couple things about it. Is 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 the song like the part of the song that you kind of put in there? Is that was that you? Um, was that you that was like not day, able day to short. get into a solo show? Yeah, it was. It was a Jimi Hendrix concert, like like you mentioned before. Yeah, that would have been a. That would have been a show I would have been definitely upset that I wouldn't have been able to attend if I had a chance to see somebody like that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But, but uh, well, you know, when other people who had backstage passes were let in through that door, I was able to stick my head in there and, and get a glimpse of what was going on, you know? And, well, and I've I, always been curious about your music. Uh, you know, when you're recording songs like Jukebox Hero and um, I want to know what love is. Take us back to recording those songs. You mentioned in the beginning that you, when you guys were recording those records that you recorded for, you know, like 18, 19 hours a day. And the vocals in those songs are way up there. And being somewhat of a singer myself, I know that the higher the notes, the more strain it can put on your voice. How many, how many take, like, let's, let's look at Jukebox Hero and I Want to Know What Love Is, for example. How many takes did it take you to record the vocals on those songs? Well, I think uh, the the I think the body of it, like seventy seventy five percent, was done w- within uh, four or five takes, you know. And and we we would take a rest in between takes, so 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 I could uh, drink some hot tea and warm my voice up again. Then we go for another take, you know. But 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 those high notes at the end and stuff like that took took a little while longer. And and uh, you know at at some point. Your voice, instead of instead of staying high, as your voice cord, vocal cords get gets, you know, they're warmed up and they're great. Then they get then they get over overused and and you can't hit those notes. So so when I felt myself uh, reaching my peak and then then it, then it was harder to hit those notes, I said, "That's it for me, guys." You know, so so we we uh, we we took our time for for those uh, ad libs at the end to make sure that they they. Uh, they were um, 
spot on, you know? Well, the choir part, it's a very, uh, I want to know what love is. I mean, that's, that's probably one of the best parts of the song, but you know, me personally, I can sing the beginning of the song. Um, you know, when you're starting the very song is like, it takes a oh, little yeah. time. I can sing that. But once I got up to that chorus, I, I would have lost my voice after one take. So I, I would imagine if you probably had to go back and do that a couple of times before you were able to kind of nail that. But the finished product, I mean, the, especially the vocals at the end, Lou, I mean, those notes where you kind of sail in from the very high and then go down. I'm like, it gives me goosebumps when I hear that. Oh, that's very nice. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, you know, when, uh, before before I sang my lead vocal parts, the, the the choir came in. As a matter of fact, we were recording the song and we didn't intend to have anything else. Just just the band guy singing the background vocals and me singing the lead vocals. Well, this this uh, black gentleman that knew knew Mick came in and uh, he he was a uh, a, a um, gospel record company representative. And he 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 said to Mick, he says, this is a great song. He says, you need a choir on this song. And and Mick's eyebrow goes up. He goes, he goes. I, I represent the New Jersey Mass Choir. They have they 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 record their own uh, gospel records. He says they are hot. And uh, he he played us some of the stuff they were doing, and we were knocked out. And he says, yeah, I'll have them here tomorrow at uh, at about six o'clock in the evening. And, and we were very cool with that. So the next day they, they came in, and we were ready to record. The first thing they did was get in the circle, hold hands, and, and uh, say the Lord's Prayer. And, and, well, the, uh, the music video, is that, was that the music video you guys recorded for the song, was that, did they come in later and do that part where they're you know, singing at the end, or was that part of the actual recording process of that song? Well, that that was that was more or less the the recording process, but but we weren't all together in one room, you know. Uh, uh, basically, they they did their part of the recording before I sang my lead vocals. But but it, given that it was the video, we put all that stuff together just just to make it look spontaneous and exciting, you know. Oh, it, and it was, and you know, looking and, back on that, it was, you know, and it's a, it's a wonder. I mean, that song was number one, and for that to be Foreigner's only number one song that hit number one on the charts, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, you guys' song, I mean, the, the, I saw on Twitter a couple of days ago, you guys were awarded, um, it was the Platinum Award for the Greatest Hits album that you guys released some years back. And yes, yes. it's hard to believe that those songs, I mean, Jukebox Hero, how did that song not get to number one? I mean, is it as iconic you know, you know a song what? as that is today? First, it was, Urgent was the first single. Then, uh, can't remember what the second single was. Then it was "Waiting for a Girl Like You," and "Jukebox Here" was the fourth single from the album. And uh, and while while "Urgent" was being played on hit radio, uh, FM radio was playing the heck out of "Jukebox Here." So by the time "Jukebox Here" was a single, it was all played out. Well, it's it's still a song, and my I have kids. My youngest kids are seven. My seven-year-old loves Jukebox Hero. I mean, he can oh, sing along cool. to it. Probably sing that's it better great. than I can. <laughs> but you know, well, I'm sure he's got a higher voice <laughs> for a little while longer, anyway. Yeah, that's well, true. Well, you know, to the inspiring vocalists that's listening in today, um, what would your advice be to them that are who are wanting to go into a career in music or singing? Well, um. Uh, I uh, some practical advice would be 
not to smoke. Because because that'll that'll ruin a good voice quicker and more permanently than anything else. And, and I would say uh, no, no drugs and no alcohol either, because alcohol is not good for your voice, and obviously drugs aren't good for your voice or your brain. Uh, uh, but but um, I would also suggest warming up for about a half an hour before you hit the stage. Drinking a lot of water, that's the best thing you could drink all, you know, during the day. And, and when you're on stage, if you need a drink, have, have clean, fresh water handy. It's just some discipline, disciplinary things that I picked up from, from a vocal coach who, who, um, who I took a few lessons from when, when Foreigner first started. And her name was Gally Campy. She was an older woman, quite, quite old. And she, she, she was the vocal coach for Liza Minnelli and Joel Gray. That's a pretty pretty impressive talent there. Oh yeah, I mean a lot more too. But those were those were the couple of the more notable ones. Right. Well, you know, when the day comes and you know you're called to be home with the Lord, what do you want people to remember you for the most? What legacy do you want to leave behind for family, friends, and fans? Well, that 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 uh, you know, I love the Lord and I love music and and. Uh, my my life ran the gamut, and and uh, that the second half of my life worth living. Well, Lou, we greatly appreciate you calling in today. Super excited to have you on the show here, and. Um, Looking forward to if, if that tour of yours ever gets down to Florida. I'm in Tampa. We'd love to see you and meet you in person and be able to thank you in person for just, uh, you know, everything that the music that you did, you know, with hang Warner. On, hang, hang on, hang sure. on. Are we in Florida anytime? No, I, I just asked ask our tour manager, and, and we, I think we had a show in Florida, but, but we don't have any upcoming shows in Florida right now. I actually have a friend that was looking into booking you down here for something next year. I don't know if he ever got a hold. His name's Mike Terza, but he's uh, they were doing like a Christian festival down here, and I don't know if they were looking to have you speak or to have you sing. But um, he had mentioned you mentioned your name to me a couple months ago. I said, "Yeah, I think that'd be awesome to have Lou down here." But I don't know if he's gotten to the planning stage. So you may get a call from somebody here in the Tampa area about possibly booking something next year, but nice. uh, that'll be it'd great. be cool if we can work that out. It'd be very cool. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, you bet, Jay. For more information on Lou Graham and what he's doing now, you can head over to his website at lou-graham.com. And Graham is two M's. Be sure to also follow him on social media as well. All right, that's where we'll end our interview. I'll have this all edited. It's probably going to be running the first week of January, around the 7th. But what I'll do is the emails that I've been sending you guys, I'll send you um, our social media so you guys can follow us that way when we tag you and let let you guys know when the stuff is running. Um, you can let some listeners know and uh, we'll be playing on there. Excited to, to feature that. And you're actually, we've uh, done interviews. Uh, I did an interview with Jonathan Kane from Journey mm-hmm. uh, about a month ago. So I was excited to have him on another, another group he's that a, I grew up listening guy, to. Man. He's a good guy. Yeah. And he actually lives here in central Florida and I have a, 
a writer, one of my writers for today's Christian actually lives in Rochester. So she's a neighbor of yours. She's, she's actually seen you um, there at some events that you've done up there in your hometown. So uh, she's like, yeah, I, I lose my neighbor. I've seen him many times up here in Rochester. So, all right, so that's it. And um, I'll email you guys later the liners. So just, uh, you know, enjoy the holidays. We have until January to get those. So uh, you that's can fine. do those for me and send them back. That'd be awesome. And Great. You, you enjoy uh, the holidays too, Jay. Yeah, if you ever need anything from us, you've got my email address. So feel free to reach out, and you got my number and everything on there. So love to chat with you in the future. That'd be great. All right, well, thanks so much, Louis. You have a great Thank afternoon, you. man. You do the same. Bye, Jay. All right, bye-bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.